Hi there. Welcome to HR Shop Talk. I'm your host, Andrea Adams. This show delves into the details of HR through conversations with smart, experienced, and successful professionals who've done the work. You can also find me on YouTube, where you can interact with me and other people like yourself. Today, my guest is Sarah McVannell. Sarah is a recognition expert, professional speaker, coach, and author. She's also started a movement called FROG, which I'm going to be really interested in hearing about. It stands for Forever Recognize Others' Greatness. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am so good and looking forward to this. Okay, so I do actually want to start with FROG. So... Mm -hmm. Talk to me about Frog. What is it and why is that important? And maybe add that context of the employment environment. Yeah, well, actually came out of an employment context. So uh, easy place to start. When um, my colleagues and I worked in organizational development, we'd often be asked to go in and help teams that were just imploding at the seams. Occasionally, okay. we'd have the good fortune of helping high performing teams and teams yes. that were maybe newly forming. However, it was often those ones where we identified that were really low in their satisfaction and engagement scores or that that there was some really serious things that were happening, like maybe bullying, disruptive behavior. Right. So we would go in and we try to work with them and whether it be me or once I became you know, a leader, members of the team, we had to have a consistent approach, some standardized ways that we knew worked. And you know, what we found the most common strategy that worked right away and so quickly was recognition. We had to help them be able to see their own greatness and be able to recognize each other's. Because I don't know about you in the environments that you've been in, but can you really get any traction on teamwork and collaboration and innovation and you know, even just basic things like stopping your revolving door if people don't appreciate each other? So Frog actually came out of some work with one of those groups. And, you know, here we're filming this during COVID. We are, our poor healthcare folks are in crisis. Well, this was actually a healthcare group. Okay. And um, it was a group of very senior specialized nurses. And there was a lot of incivility happening, which is sadly mm -hmm. not uncommon in any time. And they're all doing their best. But when you are just depleted and you have, you're so short staffed, it's really hard to keep your stuff together. Yeah, yeah it's not, it's not right. It's, we still have to do something. Well, in doing a lot of work and helping folks to be able to appreciate each other. And frankly, we had to start with them recognizing themselves because it's so hard. You lose yourself. You lose your sense of confidence, of mm -hmm. you start to question your skills yeah. and your yeah. value and the team. And, yeah. yeah. And then that revolving door makes you short staff, so everybody's even shorter with each other. You know, it's just this mm -hmm. vicious cycle. Well, mm -hmm. at the end of a two-year amount of work, like this was a very serious commitment. This team, they buckled down. They did the work. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a member of the team that said to them, Hey, would you guys, how would we remember? And healthcare loves acronyms. <laughs> I, I, lots of industries loves acronyms, but healthcare right. loves a good acronym. So they said, so what would be an acronym? What would be a way that we could remember it? Especially, you know, if you guys were leaving you guys and you're, you know, you're doing this important work, how mm -hmm. will you remember? What will be your anchor? And somebody said, well, what about frog? You know, we, we have to forever recognize others' greatness and it stuck. Yes. And they, this team, they, they fully embraced it. They put up frog posters and yeah. they started making frog cakes. And it was, it was a labor and delivery department. Could you imagine being a woman in labor coming in like, 
huffing and puffing and seeing like frog stuff all over like this baby better not come out amphibian it's like they actually really had fun with it they would right. frog the moms and it became a verb so every time right. they would recognize each other yeah their, their patients the family members other members of other departments they would frog each other so mm -hmm. that's what frog is and so now i carry squishy frogs in my purse and i when i see people doing great things i randomly catch them in those acts of greatness and be like hey have you been frog lately? I love it though. I love it. Um, and they really took it and and owned it. And they I know did. that in another episode that we're planning to do, we're going to talk about that, taking it, owning it, and making it last. But anyways, um, we're still talking about the fundamentals here. So mm -hmm. what is the difference between rewards and recognition? Mm -hmm. And is is one better than the other? Yeah, what a great question. So that is an example of recognition. Recognition is relational. Mm. It's um, it's things like a thank you, um, a personal specific acknowledgements in that moment, certainly okay. in a timely fashion. Rewards is um, often shared in the same breath as recognition. Rewards and recognition. It you is, know, like it is, yes. Mm hmm. And and frankly, us HR folks are a little bit quote guilty. Sorry to be blamey. I don't mean to yeah, blame. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I get you it. You know, we can kind of like you know all squish because it. it was probably a course, right, or like an NKE, you know, national knowledge exam <laughs> test <laughs> question. It might be. You know, so we you know we got fixated on that. But rewards and is really it's the external validation that you have performed well, that you have done yeah. well, that you're contributing. Yeah, that would be more likely to be a bonus, a paycheck, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, a an award. Yeah. And it's not that, that we can't, there isn't an important role for rewards and workplace. So I, mm -hmm. I don't want anyone thinking when, oh, well, she's a recognition expert. She must think that recognition is the, the only thing. It, they both feed off of each other. I'm sure you and I would both agree that if we don't have a paycheck, it's called volunteering. So, you know, we expect right. that. Right. Um, it's just a lot of organizations they think if I pay people and if maybe, you know, they might get a bonus at the end of the year, yeah. then you're lucky to work here. Right. And however, you and I both know in our current turnover crisis, the great resignation that we're in right now, mm -hmm. that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And people expect an employee experience. And frankly, people deserve an employee experience mm -hmm. that where they know that they matter and that they feel valued. And frankly, you will be rewarded with people performing better, behaving better, uh, yep. being less likely to leave. There's so many reasons why it needs to be unintentional um, rewards and recognition. And if you can't do both, you need to for sure do recognition well. Right. That's what every okay. single person can do. My next question was about the one or two best ways to reward and recognize employees. But maybe we should just talk about recognition. Yeah, it's a great place to start because, you know, you do one, it's, that's pretty foundational. Right. And yet, you know, just as a quick side note, we have it flipped, by the way, Conference Board of Canada, they do a study every six years on appreciation. And what they find is the biggest investment, financial investment, time investment that Canadian companies make is in uh, long service awards. So right. Really, right. if you think about that philosophy, it's we'll appreciate you in five, 10 or whatever that first milestone is. Yes. That's so not going to cut it, not just right. in our future generations, yeah, yeah. but also like you and you and I, I mean, I don't know how you old I'm. I'm 45. I'm I'm a Gen Xer. I would 
not stick around somewhere that I might get a formally rewarded in five years and, yeah. you know, be gifted a rubber chicken dinner. But that's what most of that's, that's largely what Canadian companies do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so let's let, I think it's a great idea to talk about rewards first as the foundation, because that's what we can do. Every single person in the organization can do it. It doesn't require a budget. It can Sorry, be Did done. you mean there, did you mean their recognition? Recognition is the foundation. Or yes, recognition. Good catch. See, active listening skills, (laughs) A plus. Yes. Um, Yeah, recognition. So the three ways that we actually have found in our research. So first book, Forever Recognize Others' Greatness. We actually really wanted to validate that the things that we had been seeing in working with teams at the front Mm -hmm. line, you know, Mm -hmm. with people in their work environments, we have managed to validate it in looking at this massive database of engagement surveys. Okay. So top three ways people want to be appreciated. Number, actually, let me ask you first. If you could be, when you think about the okay. ways in which you were, you felt most valued at work, um, how your colleagues, your boss would treat you, what form did that take? Like if you could only be appreciated one way for the rest of your career, how would you want that to be delivered I would want them to tell me about it Mm. in specifics yeah and that's that's exactly what the data is showing us is that Mm -hmm. 95% of people say tell me thank you verbally tell me thank you 92% of people say make it specific and timely so so yeah so that's those are the first top two ways um verbal thank you tell me specifically what I'm doing well that doesn't matter what medium just make sure it's specific and the third way is write me a thank you note. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm actually curious because I, I ask everybody this. Do you keep your thank you notes? I've kept some of them for sure I have. Yeah. For sure I have. And I can think of one that's like in my filing cabinet here, right? Uh-huh. You know, I, I mean, yes, yes, for sure. And I love writing thank you notes too for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel good too. Like yeah, that's totally. it's such a, such a great point though. Andrea, that you feel good. It's the Mm -hmm. act of giving recognition as Mm -hmm. well as receiving it Mm -hmm. that is so powerful. So that's the other, I think, delicious thing about recognition is you have a chance to forever be part of somebody's future. Mm. This person who wrote me the thank you note, even if the ink fades and you don't quite remember the words, you still remember the feeling. You probably do remember who this fun person was, even though you may forget every, you may not even remember what your boss's name was or which job was that? I just remember it was him. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it actually, um, it, it imprints in our, in our mm-hmm. limbic level, in our, in our, um, emotional center, because it trigger, triggers the emotional center of our brain or limbic mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. It actually encodes as a memory at a deeper level mm-hmm. than the average interaction at work. Cause mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of, as my kids would say, meh about work. So if you want to not be meh at work and you want to actually be that great boss, that person that everybody wants mm-hmm. to work with, that mm-hmm. people will remember you, even though you work with them 20 years ago, recognize them. The opposite is true as well. Is that when we are hypercritical, when we're cruel, right. When we're, when we are not compassionate, when people are struggling, when we don't give people the benefit of the doubt, Mm -hmm. and we, we don't take that as an opportunity to see their greatness, even when it is very well hidden, perhaps even to them, Mm 
Mm -hmm. um, then, then we can imprint on their memories in a bad way. We can also have what they call in customer service a recovery attempt. This is also the time where you can encode in their memory as being a kind, compassionate, great human. So you've touched on this, but maybe you can summarize it. What are some tips on doing recognition well? Well, you know, it's, it's following uh, the platinum rule. So ah, let's yes. say I like public recognition and yes. ice cream. And yes. I'm like, I'm going to do a big thing for my team. I'm going to give everybody ice cream and public kudos. Right. Yet you, I get, when I go to recognize you, you are lactose intolerant and you are so crushingly shy. Like yeah. this is mortifying. Yes. So I think I've done a great job and maybe five out of the seven people on the team loved it. Yeah. But two couldn't eat the ice cream without a lot of pain later. Yeah. <laughs> and and they were they were embarrassed and it actually was unintended consequences. So I would say, you know, one of the things that we could all um, that, you know, stand to do is to learn more about what people people want and need. I actually have a resource on my website, greatnessmagnified.com under cool stuff, okay. where there's a recognition checklist. It's a one page checklist. You can download it, give it to your colleagues. Like you don't have to be the boss to find out how people want most want to be recognized. So mm. if I had to bottom line one tip for everybody, yeah. ask, ask how do uh -huh. people want to be appreciated? Because right. if you only do it one way, it is probably the way you want to be appreciated and it will not work for every single person. Yes. 95% of people say thank you. So that's pretty safe. Like I can't really embarrass you if I say thank you so much and other people overhear it. But if I say thank you so much, you are the best engineer we've ever had in this <laughs> team. And you know, oh gosh, my husband would die of embarrassment. I would be like, yes. Yes, everybody. <laughs> so HR is often responsible for programs. So can you tell me what some features of a good rewards and recognition program? Yeah. Well, um, it's, it, oh, this is like, this, this I know, is I know. Like take like, you know, a month, well, may a lifetime worth of work and boil it down into you yeah. know, two minutes. Please. Well, I actually, and, and lots of people are very, very serious about doing this right now, which is why I put all the tools that I use when I would build recognition programs all together in a, mm -hmm. in a course, in a program, so that people can walk through the steps. But let me give you kind of the Coles Notes versions of, of what I what I walk people through in a, in a, in a, in a, in a kind of a systematized way. Mm -hmm. Number one is... Um, you want to make sure you want to gauge how much this is about the company versus this is about the person, because it, it needs to be a both and it needs to be about okay. recognition and rewards are a way to reinforce who we are. It's the okay. connective tissue. Recognition is the connective tissue between people. Okay. So if your corporate values, for sure, you want to reward based on that. Yes. You know, let's say you have a safety target, zero days of harm. You know, I have right. an amazing client, Sereris Pipelines, um, Northern BC, and, and they're in Alberta too. They, every single meeting is about do no harm, zero harm. It's in their values. It's everything they talk about. They are so serious about it. It is not just something that's on a mission, mission statement. Yep. And, and so, you know, what I would say to them is if they didn't have a recognition program that was about safety, 
and no harm, I'd say, oh, you know, you talk about this all the time and it's not in your formal program. So that would be one thing right. I'd say is look for okay. the examples of what you really believe in and that you, you aspire to be as an organization. That's the first thing that I would say to anyone who's looking in HR, who's looking to build it is, is what you say and who you right. are truly what you recognize in right. personally as well as, as yep. formally. So yep. that would be kind of like the you know, the top to tail sort of view, right? The yep. the culture top to tail. The wide view is that is it from recognition, so the the informal, less formal, relational things, right through to formal things. So that's the first blush because once you kind of gauge that, yep. then you can see how much heavy lifting do you need to do. You may not need to do very much. Mm -hmm. You might want to. A company like Sereris, they just get it. They have some way of rec recognizing rewards. It may be just, let's say, polishing up that if they wanted to. I mean, they do a great job, so they probably don't even need to do that. But um, it might be um, uh, a cascading, a form, the way in which they do it so well as an executive team, they might want to do some supervisor field sort of training and, mm -hmm. and talk about, do a yep. little bit of workshop on what could this look like it, when we're in the field, when it's yeah. negative 45 and we're all stressed and it's a bad day, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, so know kind of where your, your air anchors are. Some people, they have nothing. People don't feel valued. It's this huge revolving door. So if you see huge signs that you have people problems, mm -hmm. um, that's where I, I would assume that where you have people problems, you have lack of appreciation and recognition. And then when you when you know that you can see, do we have any formal visible acknowledgments? And if so, does does do our actions uh, line up? There's no point in having formal rewards that that people look at and they go, well, it'd be nice if we could do no harm, except I'm working in hazards constantly and nobody cares every time I report it, nothing's ever done. So you're actually doing more harm than good by having formal rewards because it sets up expectations that aren't even aren't even true. So look at those vis visible things. If you have nothing visible, nothing very formal, there might be an opportunity to bring together an employee resource group to start building what is what are our cultural anchors and they don't I want to be very clear mm. with people who are listening to this. You don't have to say we do values awards. Nobody ever joined a company and said in there when they, you know, after they do the interview and you have any questions? Yes, I'm just wondering. Um, I noticed on your website you have five values. Do you actually have an employee reward for each of them? Nobody's ever asked that question because it's a contrived thing that yeah. we as corporations <laughs> think we should probably have rewards. I know. Let's attach them to our values. That's not how people live their values. People are not going to live the values because you have this as a reward. They're not going to be more compassionate because you have a formal reward about it. Mm -hmm. However, if you don't have compassion and you're working to build a more compassionate culture, mm -hmm. you could perhaps envision what would that look like? How would we see and have that demonstrated? And if you have end up having a formal reward, create the criteria in which to identify who gets rewarded based on the behavioral indicators you want to see more of. Mm. Otherwise, you may find yourself having unintended consequences, such as we have very performance-based cultures, some or industries more than others, where you get into this incredible comp competitive 
culture to be able to get that performance bonus or to be able to get the above yeah. and beyond. Yeah, for and sure. For some, some companies it's above and beyond because I stepped all over people to get there. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's not really a very simple answer because it's a very yeah. it, question, but yeah. that might get some of the sort of digestive, mental digestive juices. Um, uh, that was a really metaphor. <laughs> get the wheels turning. How about that? That's better. <laughs> Okay, so this question, when we were preparing for this, we got some folks involved off of LinkedIn, and this question comes off of LinkedIn. So how do you keep rewards and recognition from being lame? Like, uh, you know, you're giving out rewards. Oh, you showed up for work. Good for you. Here's your reward and your recognition. How do you avoid that? So um, yeah. how do you make something lame is if it's if it's trite, like, you know, we have a mission statement that says we care about our people. And then, you, you know, you you lay them all off in COVID and you don't even call them the next day. So, you know, come on. And right. like, it's it, part of the the trite and artificial is when it's fake. It's just like, you know, verbally, we talked a lot earlier about it. Verbally, our acknowledgement has to be has to be authentic. Same with your mm-hmm. formal program. You know, you can't make everybody happy. There's that natural bell curve, right? You're 20% who are your cheerleaders, 20% who are miserable no matter what happens and the other people in the middle. It's the people in the middle that are the true test as to if your recognition program. Uh, okay, okay. I think so, that's actually, that's a good rule of thumb. Um, and you're not designing for the, your program for the people who are, who are going to be negative no matter what. Oh, and gosh. cynical. You never design anything for them. Yeah. You know, like listen to them. Yeah. In fact, here's, here's a great way that you could you leverage that to your advantage when you're building a recognition program is have one of them on your employee resource group and say, yeah. how does it seem, you know, your question about like, how do you, how does it seem fake or trite or, you know, what's, what mm-hmm. what mistakes to avoid like any of those sorts of things ask them they'll tell you give them a job to do and then appreciate them for it wow, right you're a great problem solver wow you're you are so honest because they are <laughs> and true give them a reason to true. use good rather than evil you know yeah um, and the more you acknowledge them and the more they can utilize that because that those are assets we just have yes. to give them yeah handling. yeah so yeah that, sure. i mean that the key thing about, you know, to come full circle back to your question around a recognition program being meaningful is it it, it is a um, a an example that of your culture. Um, if someone wants to learn more about this, I know you have resources, but where, you know, including your resources, where should people go? They can hop on over to my website, greatdisbangify.com. There's all kinds of resources that folks can use there. Mm-hmm. Um, and in your show notes, we'll make sure to include some things like if people want to rebuild the recognition program, we'll give okay. them information about, you know, how they can, they can do that themselves. And, but yeah, it's, and I do, a, I post a lot on LinkedIn. So okay. connect with me on LinkedIn. Okay. Last name is spelled M-C-V-A-N-E-L. I, every day I'm sharing a new study, a report, you know, I'm, I'm sharing examples of recognition. So if you're like, I don't know how I would do that on LinkedIn. I do appreciation posts all the time. So yeah, that's, that's probably another great place for us to connect. Okay. All right. I'll add all those links in the description of this episode. Well, thanks, Sarah. That was inspiring. I've always loved recognition 
uh, and often without the trappings of a program, and I'm inspired to do more. We've reached the end of this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time when I talk shop with another insightful guest.